Welcome to Listening to Paint Dry, a podcast about the art and hobby of miniature painting. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey to become better, braver, happier painters. And I'm Dev. Today, we're going to recap our experiences at Nova Open and ReaperCon this past Labor Day weekend. Indeed, we uh, we split up uh, like we typically do, and so we were at both conventions. This year, I went to ReaperCon alone, and Dan and Dev went to the Nova Open. And so, I don't know, how do we want to start this out, guys? Where do we want to start, Reaper or Nova? How about we start before all that and talk about our little... Class. A little painting weekend and uh, painting game weekend before. Oh, yeah, that's before a we... great idea. So yeah, that that was awesome. Yeah, uh, Dev flew in early. I did. The I end. Did. <laughs> the end. Right. He flew in early. <laughs> I came. I came over to the East Coast, all the way from from sunny California to hot and humid Virginia. Hung out with Mike for a weekend, and uh, well, Mike for a couple nights, and then Dan. And uh, we um, got some painting in at, uh, at the Game Garrison store down in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Yeah. So originally we were planning on doing a like army painting and um, having a two day uh, with Dev. And uh, I guess everybody had already jumped on board with, uh, sh- what is it? Uh, Shatterpoint came out, I think, in June and then... Uh, 10th edition came out around the same time within a couple weeks. So everybody already had their painting or their army painting already done. Uh, so we're trying to just figure out what in the world to do. And um, just out of whim, we're like, hey, let's see if we can get some folks to do Battletech because it's really growing in our area. Um, and we had, we had a handful of people to show up, but they seem to have a lot of fun. Um, and we'll let Dev talk about what he, uh, what he, showed us and what he taught us yeah it was a it was a fun little class for me i had not really painted battle tech models before that i've done you know tau and i've done like gunpla so i've done mecha style uh painting before but and i've done 15 mil but i've not kind of crossed those two. is it 15 mil for battle tech, battle tech is six millimeter but six mil uh, so i have painted six mil as well in the past um, but I've not done the intersection of those. So, uh, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was really fun. I spent, you know, I painted up a couple of models in advance to kind of map out what I was going to cover in the class, what, you know, I thought would be of interest to folks. So a little bit of airbrushing that seemed to be, I think probably the most interesting piece for, for folks. And, and those are great models for demonstrating it on. Cause you've got panels you've got volumes you've got you know some three-dimensionality a lot of them actually have fairly curved surfaces as well they're not completely blocky um and then uh, a little bit of panel lining a little bit of edge highlighting a little bit of battle damage um didn't get to touch on freehand that was something that i was hoping we'd get to but by the end of the day i think it had been a, a pretty long session yeah, and you covered a lot also, and I think the biggest thing was uh, getting folks to get out of their comfort zone with uh, airbrushing. Um, they just, you know, it's kind of, you know, you can airbrush a space marine, but then it just seems kind of weird if you're trying to do something that's a little robot. Same thing, um, essentially same process you're going to use, but uh, we're able to jump through that pretty quick, and I think the guys were pretty excited about that. Yep. Yeah, it was good. 
one of the things you have to be careful with some of those classes too is like from what i understand uh, multiple of those battletech people had never taken a painting class before and so they have zero endurance built up to and, and believe me i always think my long painting sessions prepare me to go sit in a two-day workshop they don't <laughs> they do not there's no uh, it, you know, it's a total different experience. And so you, you, you handle that very well. They seem to, uh, lose, you know, you, you were watching as they kind of lost some steam, you kind of brought them back and, you know, it's, uh, well done, Deb. The class was, uh, yeah. definitely came across as a huge success. Yeah, it was, uh, well-received and there's, there's, like I was telling you in, in that message that, uh, the folks are still talking about it. So awesome. I, I think that was just positive for you, uh, positive for the BattleTech painters, um, and then the folks that we have that are out in our shops that are that are playing too. So something to look forward to in the future, maybe again, um, maybe even on the West Coast or other places, because BattleTech's gonna be pretty big for the next at least two years. When you know, as uh, as all the tournaments keep going on and the Kickstarters uh, start to um, get sent out probably next year so there's still some time for people to uh to hop on board yeah that's a great shout i could uh i'd, I'd love to uh to teach that class again actually all right so from then there you guys uh you hung out for a couple of days right and then you had uh you met me in the dark rainy parking lot of a games workshop <laughs> yeah oh, actually right. you know what those those couple of days, I actually managed da to get Dan to to paint ever such a small amount. Um, I was uh, messing around with a Slaneshi demon model for. I usually have like some kind of pet project that I'll take to conventions. That's just to try things out on and and mess around with something. Um, but Dan had gotten the bug over the weekend, I think, and he he cracked out an angry chicken from uh, Conquest and was uh, actually applying some paint to it, which was really kind of impressive considering he was also frantically trying to prepare for everything for Nova with <laughs> all of the yeah. planning, missing parts, getting, getting trophies and, and all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Fun times, fun times. Yeah. I don't even know. Uh, yeah. I don't know how, if I want to even talk about like all the background stuff that, cause there's just so much there um, running a, running a, any kind of show or competition. I don't know how in the world you do it with your IPMS folks on the West Coast, but I can't imagine running an entire show on that. Um, a lot of delegating and and convincing myself <laughs> that I'm never going to do it again. I'm not doing it again. There's a show coordinator for next year. I'm not doing it next year. <laughs> and so, Dan, if we go into all that background stuff, you're going to have to go lay down on your couch and talk to us. That was. I'll need another one of these things, and uh, yeah, it it's wasn't like it was bad. Hour, yeah, um, I, I don't know if we do another show about that, or we actually touch on it. Um, let's let's just talk about the sh the shows as as we as we experience them, and then I guess we can I can talk a little bit about um some of the background and um, feelings and and that sort because it was you know kind of different for us. Actually, both of us, I think, had different experiences than we've had in the past, one yes. way or another. Yeah. Um, well, well, I guess we'll kick off then, since um, let's see, Dev and I had to meet uh, Mike because oh, I forgot what we were picking up. 
but we the have piece for princes for the mental health. Oh yeah. Option. Um, so Mike was just a couple minutes down the road. And so we just uh, decided to just uh, pull off and uh, on our way to the most confusing directions into DC. Um, it's not like driving into coastal city where it's just route one and you're right there. Cause I've been doing that shit for, for decades. Um, but this was going into DC and like kind of circumventing it a little bit. Um, so I've never mm-hmm. driven that direction without going like directly like 14th or something like that. So that was, um, I'm not going to say unnerving, but, um, it, it wasn't the most joyous, ride. It looked nice. It was really cool. It was, it was pretty out there. I just couldn't believe how much traffic it was, uh, to get actually to the hotel itself. Um, I dropped dev off or he jumped out of the car so that he can take care of some business um, with his uh, civilian job while I try to go inside and get uh, get things started and unpacked and find parking, which was a, a major uh, challenge also for a lot of people. Um, we didn't seem to have that much trouble once I got in there. Um, I think the weekend was probably the worst for the traffic. So that it was, was travel in starting day one. Yeah, I think we should also emphasize it was a whole new venue for Nova, right? Um, it was only my second time at Nova, um, and the first time I'd just been, as you know, just there for for the entertainment uh, a couple of years ago before the pandemic. But for everybody at Nova, this was like kind of like doing it for the first time because it was a new venue. A lot of stuff had changed, so. Uh, yeah, everything changed. <laughs> it was, I mean, we were we even uh, just walking in and saying, "Holy cow!" Um, there was a lot of space here, and then realizing that you know things were set up because we had a team of folks that start. I think Sunday is when they start doing things, and Monday are the you know pre um, are the uh, pre packers and um, deliveries, and then Tuesday and Wednesday are the the large deliveries that come in. Uh, so we were lucky enough to have Capital Pallet area already packed or at least situated. Um, but you're in a new place and all you're doing is using maps or using 3D graphs to figure out where things are going. But when you actually get there, it's a little bit different. Um, but uh, the team that put that together, uh, Owen, uh, the president, uh, he did a fantastic job laying things out because I don't think we had to change very much on our end at all. Um, and then, you know, the foreign marshal has to come in and they have their rules. And then you have DC unions because DC is not really part of the union. Is that it? That's all you guys got to say about the Nova or? <laughs> we came home. Then we came home. <laughs> yeah. came home. We, we did some set up. The rest of the weekend happened. We came home. That, that was right. about all there was. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, um, I mean, I, I kind of got back. I'd gone into to like my company's office in DC just to catch up with a few folks and uh, kind of came back a couple hours later and and it felt like there was just like a complete storm of activity came into the uh, capital pallet area which was actually really nicely laid out like it was a good amount of space for for uh, showing showcasing all those models um, and it was it felt like the rest of that day was kind of non-stop i know we had a few bits of downtime but getting all of the cabinets set up and everything we got the glass cleaned um and actually it 
it felt like most of what needed to be done was done that that first day and that was what was that that was tuesday right? that was tuesday yeah and we did we i mean we actually stopped a little early like before even let's see i can't remember when i can't remember what we did for dinner that night um but we kind of stopped we're like hey if we do any more, we're going to have everything set up. So let's just at least leave a little bit for Wednesday because Wednesday is um, when the vendors start coming in and we do our finalized uh, setups and then we start to practice and get things set up for the um, uh, for intake of our entries. Yep. And what did we do for dinner that night? You actually sent me a picture of it. I can't even remember what it was. It was something local, obviously. No, I think dinner that night, we were in the staff room. We had pizza. Oh, you know what? You're, I think you're right. Oh, maybe it was Wednesday night that you sent me the picture. I you weren't. think it was Wednesday night. Um, what did we do Wednesday night? I don't remember anymore. I had I had, I had, had the, the banana leaves thing with with Eric and David. So we went to the banana leaves around the corner and we, I think we might've done that on Wednesday. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think, I think you did. Where were you at then? Uh, so Wednesday oh. for lunch, I met up with Kat Jackson of CK studios. There you go. That's right. That's right. Okay. Two of us hit up a, um, a place called Henry soul food cafe, which was a few blocks from the hotel. And it's right. incredible. Like, legit soul food portions that you just cannot finish uh and it was delicious it was all delicious best mac and cheese i've ever had nice you got to remember that place for next year oh i will not be forgetting that place <laughs> yeah i can't I, I i look forward to trying that out um i was lucky enough i guess to eat in not necessarily in the hotel but really close to the hotel most of the time and i think what was it saturday we went to that Salvadorian restaurant. We get something light before the long night. Um, and then we had, we ate there that night. So, so let's see, what's the big thing that happened there? Uh, Mike, do you want to start into your stuff or do you want us to just keep on plowing through? I mean, I can do a little bit of Reaper con. I can kind of do yeah, this you can talk about bit. your first couple days before all the events start happening. So I flew out Wednesday morning. Um, almost turned around and went home, um, after a run in with, uh, TSA, which I'm sure people saw, uh, where they decided that my case was necessary to shake upside down. Um, yes. That was the most talked about event in probably Nova and Repercom this year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's one of those ones that I sent that, I sent that out hot, like five minutes after it happened. Cause I didn't know what to do. Like I was so just looking at the case, I'm like, do I try to fix these in the airport and before I put them in the overhead bin or do I just throw it in the overhead bin and see what happens to, you know, um, I wish I wouldn't have sent the picture because a lot of my con was talking about that because people were approaching me about it. And so I was trying to put it past me to enjoy the convention. And I did. I mean, I was able to and I understood that that was a product of my post. Um, and people's wonderful sympathies and I really appreciate the, the kind words and such that people have, uh, you know, 
nine pieces brought, nine pieces broke. Uh, I was able to salvage one of them for contest wise. For, fortunately, um, ha- over half the pieces were for display for my table. Uh, unfortunately, one of them was Quicksilver, which is one of my favorite pieces I've ever done. Um, and he just won't stay together. I got him glued as long as he wasn't moved. Everything was fine, but um, once once somebody tried to pick him up or something, yeah, he just fell right back off the 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 stand. So such as I, I'll try to figure something out to fix that permanently. But um, no, thank you to all those who sent well wishes about it. I appreciate it. I know a lot of people's nightmare is that happening. Um, what are you gonna do? I'm filing a claim. We'll see what happens. They have six months to investigate, so I'm sure I'll hear in five months and 29 days um, <laughs> what, what happened. But a- after that, um, it was all, I mean, pretty good. I got there, helped set up a little bit, um, and went to lunch with a lot of the Reaper people um, and Bryce Kokenauer, who has also been a guest on the show. Um, and, I mean, it was pretty simple. I, I basically had my my room to myself that night too, so I spent most of that trying to do some repairs um, and f- see if I could save save some other pieces. Um, that was kind of just that was my Wednesday, and then you know Thursday starts the convention. Well, we had oh I'm sorry, yeah, we had the the meet and greet dinner, um, so I got to hang out with. Uh, some of the, some of the the podcast fam we have like Ray and Julie and then um, the, the Herreras and they brought their son um, with them to the convention which was fun too so like it was it was good to be able to hang out with a bunch of people um, right at the get go the only problem was I got to tell you and this is one I'm not even shy about telling Reaper good God that food was bad oh my God it was like the, the thing started at like six, five or six o'clock and the food had been cooked and thrown into sternos that hadn't been turned on at like three 30. And so like my worst, one of my worst food things ever like, I can't stand cold hot dogs. Like makes me nauseous. Like even just thinking about cold hot dogs. Anyways. Um, I'm the guy who would like reach on a grill and like eat the hot dog straight off the grill. Don't care if it's going to burn my mouth. But uh, anyway, so yeah, that the, the food was for the meet and greet was not good. Um, which is, I'm glad I had a, a huge lunch. <laughs> so there wasn't much of that. Um, and then I did my, you know, I did a shopping trip, bought some, some food supplies for the room uh, because I know that I am terrible about eating at conventions and so that might be a strategy for people. Like I just went, I bought a pound of turkey, a loaf of bread, stole some mayonnaise packets from somewhere, and uh, some ramen soup cups and some sodas and, and a couple of chip things. And uh, I was able to, because I knew like one of the days I have back to back classes, so I basically made, <laughs> I packed my lunch for that day. You know, <laughs> I even think one night I had turkey sandwiches and ramen for dinner. Um, but uh. Yeah, I'm rambling. I apologize, but uh, it's it, you know the first couple of days were good. Um, jungle class was was Thursday. Um, actually, had a, a bit of a celebrity in there with Brent from Goobertown Hobbies. Um, uh, he was went to the convention for the first time. I got to hang out with him a bit. He seemed to be enjoying the hell out of himself. He they he gave us an, a really great shout out on their their podcast, um, and so 
right back at you, Brent. It was really enjoyable to hang with you. Um, the interesting thing, though, is in the class, somebody started going off about how awful YouTubers were. Um, and I'm sitting, I'm snickering and I'm kind of, I'm listening, but I'm kind of like glancing at Brent a little bit and he's la he's laughing too, you know, cause there's no two internet personalities are the same. And so, um, it was funny to listen to this person going off about <laughs> how awful YouTubers were, <laughs> but I don't know, should I, I mean, really the biggest thing for me for besides having some excellent students and, and uh, interactions w was Saturday night being able to give out the youth award that we sponsor. I mean, that was the highlight of the whole convention and the, the, the three um, uh, youngins that won those awards. I mean, one was the, the, the bronze winner was, it was a beautifully painted piece, probably put it out there. And if you would have not seen youth on the card, you would have not thought it was a youth and it probably would have gotten a bronze or a silver, um, just regular straight up. The second, the, the silver one was sculpted by the young woman and then painted herself. And then the third one was, there's no way this is done with painted by somebody under 15. You know, they were just absolutely gorgeous pieces. And thank you guys for helping make that happen. And thank you to our Patreons. Um, that's what it's all about, right? And so um, it was a huge reception. I'm still I'm still getting uh, emails from people uh, about it. Um, some of our listeners, uh, I guess the first and second place uh, children's parents or listeners to the show. So shout out to y'all as well. So uh, see, good things happen when you listen to paint dry, right? It'll make your kids better painters. Not you, maybe, but your kids would better painters. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Hey, just as a reminder, don't lose that gold spray paint, okay? You already lost it, didn't you? <laughs> no, I got it. It's man. I got it. <laughs> All right, cool. That's that's a I really yeah. like that paint, man. That that's gold really paint good. is awesome. Yeah, yeah like, that's pretty that solid. Yeah, it came out pretty well. Yeah, the gold was good. was really good. The bronze was pretty good. I actually don't mind that paint. The silver, I got to find a better paint for the silver. It just was too too uh, flaky. I think what you want is a chrome paint for the silver. That's probably you're you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, because oh, that yeah. gold is is basically just a yellow chrome. It's it is so smooth yeah. and shiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost like an Oscar, but better than an Oscar. Definitely. Uh, let's see. We need to so, figure out a name for them, though. Like I, I just, just call it the monsters. So, um, yeah. I mean, I just called them when I gave the presentation. I just said, uh, and the winner of the bronze shiny ogre and the silver shiny ogre. Oh, so you're going with ogre? Hmm. Could be monster. It kind of is because you know, like if you really look at it, he's wearing like overalls and he's got muscles and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it could be an ogre. We just have to paint him green instead of gold. But mm -hmm. ogres play with. are green. I mean, I guess they, Shrek is. But yeah, because that's what I'm basing all my ogres off of. Just Shrek. Dan Any has ogre? one point of knowledge and point of <laughs> reference of ogres, and it is Shrek. <laughs> it's uh, hey, now you are a rock star. So 
No, too soon. Too soon. Yeah, I know. I know. Gosh, darn it. Um, The other, one of the best conversations I had with you guys got to meet Luis, the sculptor um, of the trophy. I had the guy who printed the trophies from Gilded Lion Miniatures. Shout out to them. They did an amazing job. Um, But one of the best conversations was debating with Luis about whether it was a Metroid style cannon or a Mega Man style cannon. Oh, I, find, I totally oh. assumed it was Metroid. A Metroid all the way. No, it's Mega Man. It, 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 Metroid it looks is more rounded. Mega Man to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks more Mega Man to me, but it, it is definitely a Mega Man see. style cannon. And that was I had to actually because Luis was leaning towards Metroid, and I'm like, all right, who's paying you for this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want Mega Man. I'm looking um, at the logo right now on the header of the page, and it's. It's totally Metroid. I don't know what you guys. They're pretty think. darn close. They're really, really close. <laughs> I think one is like integrated, and the other one is like like a glove. I think. Well, it's more that the Mega Man one has kind of that hooked thing at the elbow, whereas okay. the Metroid one is smoother and rounder. Okay. Yeah, uh, like they're pretty anyway. If you say so. All right. Anyways. <laughs> um, and the other huge bonus is this, and I'm totally, totally taking credit for it. So in the award ceremony, I gave a shout out to, you know, 3D Printing Samurai who did our did the sculpt and then Gilded Lion who printed the miniatures. And he's like, I had like a $200 sales boost on Sunday. Totally taking credit for it. Even if it's not justified, we drive business. <laughs> So if sponsors are out there listening, if we say your name, you get a $200 push. (laughs) At least a minimum. We're guaranteeing a minimum. And if not, Mike will pay the difference. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of the two of us that work for the government. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. So. All right. Yep. <clears throat> some little little thingies um there were over a hundred youth entries at ReaperCon. i don't have the Holy exact number shit man wow. dude it was two jam-packed um wow. spreadsheet pages and shout out to tish walter and michael Kleiman uh for helping me judge that was we were really astonished at how many youth ent- entries there were and even more floored when we see that there was a youth entry in open and at ReaperCon, open is uh a lot of self a lot of sculpting a lot of modifications and stuff and so you to, to, the fact that you would see any youth entry but one that was a scratch sculpt of a dragon um that is better than i can sculpt and that's not even like self-deprecation like i can maybe do like i can make a snake and a milliput poop because that's roman showed me how to make a milliput poop uh and that's about my sculpting skills and so, uh, yeah, that that was by far the most awesome part of the experience for me uh, was being able to be a part of of that. And so, um, yeah, I'm trying to get the video cleaned up of uh, the award ceremony, um, so that way we can put that on our Patreon as well. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So let's um, let's hop into Capital Palette. Um, uh, I know we we jumped around a little bit, but we didn't want it to be just me just rambling all a little bit. So 
Mike talked about all his good stuff. But Mike, you'll talk about your classes, and definitely Dev, you get to talk about your classes. Um, so, uh, for those that don't know, I, I do run the Capital Palette. It's um, I just kind of stay in the background. So those that were there in person <laughs> know what I'm talking about. Um, it just um, I just like seeing the thing work. Um, I have a, a crew of fantastic judges and, and they need the limelight because they are pros and uh, they do a fantastic job. Um, and you probably all know who they all are. We have Eric and we have Will and Vincent. We had Sam this year, Dan Osborne and Christoph from um, overseas. That was our guest judge for the masterclass this year. Um so we moved to a new location and well, you also uh, have Dave I, Taylor as kind of the head judge. Dave too. Taylor is, yes, he is the, he is the head judge. So I am, I apologize for not saying his name first there. Um, so I, I have this theory about if you give things room to grow, they will grow. And uh, I'm pretty sure that everybody at Nova will tell you that that is exactly what happened. Um, we don't talk a whole lot about numbers, uh, but um, we had 50% growth uh, over last year. Um, and I do want to think that that has to do with new location. Uh, but art is super popular right now. And, uh, Nova open really wants to make a point of, um, art first. Uh, so if you guys, uh, came, uh, you guys got stickers, we have remaining stickers that say art first. And that is, uh, a, uh, coordination with and a collaboration with uh, Monument Hobbies, who are a major sponsor for us this year. Um, and uh, it was a blast having Jason around. Um, he got to come out to the judging when we did ju do our judging. Um, but he was a, a good sponsor for us to give out swag bags. So each person got um, stickers and we gave out um, uh, paints. So everybody got one of the, either the new paints or their, their standard line of, uh, my, um, pro acryl paints. Um, and that was courtesy of, uh, Jason and monument hobbies. Um, but we had, we, we had all of our cases like we normally do, uh, really we're not expecting, uh, I do forecast to see how many people we should have. And, um, I don't go more than 50% forecasting and, uh, yeah, I, I blew that one pretty good because that was, um, we did pretty damn good. We did over 650 entries this year, which is uh, a huge amount of growth for us. So all of y'all who were lucky enough to show up in Washington, D.C., uh, make sure you say that we need to get more cases because we don't have the case. Um, we don't have enough cases for all the, the fantastic entries that we're getting in. And we had a lot of large entries this year. And I'm not taking that away because we do have a, um, a size um, a limit, uh, but, uh, no one tried to submit anything that was outside of our size limit. Uh, so we are starting to get larger figures, which is really cool. And we want to see that. So we are having, you know, um, I think we had a, a couple of nights. We usually get a bunch of nights, uh, but then we had a bunch of forge world pieces that came in. Um, I don't, I can't remember Dev, you remember what the dinosaurs were? I can't, was that conquest? Those were conquest parabellum. Yeah. Uh, so those were huge figures also that were fantastic. Um, and you can uh, get any great unclean ones. Like the last th three Novas yeah, I went to, I think we each got, had a minimum of like six great unclean yeah, ones. We had, we had two, I think a minimum of two this year. Um, I think was, one journeyman and one, uh, apprentice. That was an apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the the big I, I think the big thing that we starting to see, especially when we talk about the artist community itself, is um, how do we gauge what we you know how we're growing. We know that we're always going to have Space Marines. We're going to have you know a couple walkers. Uh, we'll have a couple busts, you know, a couple vehicles. You know, we we kind of expect that. Uh, but the the biggest growth that we've had, and I think Dave Taylor even mentioned this too, was the number of busts that we had in Journeyman and Apprentice was amazing. We had to, we had to rethink how we were stacking the um, our cases because we got so many busts up front. <laughs> that um we had to move them around <laughs> we had to move them around um so we took up one whole side of a of a of one of our shelving systems and our display cases just for those bust um but the apprentice also and i can't remember i think maybe we might get two or three uh in the past years but we had at least I, i'm pretty sure we had at least 10 this year which is fantastic for uh, apprentice these are brand new painters um, and they're not, they may have started with a uh, tabletop, which we normally would expect uh, for them to do, but to jump into that type of category, I think is pretty, is pretty cool and says a lot about how we're trying to grow this community. Um, so that was pretty amazing. Um, just so many figures, so many. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it still boggles my mind how much that we have. So we are looking for new cases because we really need to get those. Uh, so that we can have more folks come in, especially, you know, uh, I had a lot of time to talk to other artists and I spent a lot of time with Christoph um, talking about Monty and contrast over in Poland. And that was, um, that was kind of cool to exchange ideas and to talk about like what he's seeing over in Europe and how the, the miniature community is growing over there also. So um, we expect more folks to show up. Uh, we're hoping that we can uh, continue to get some great sponsorships uh, to have um, uh, to draw in more artists and to show um, uh, that we appreciate what they do. And we enjoy this, uh, this hobby because it's, uh, it's more than just playing games. Uh, and this is um, something I believe is um, uh, mind, body and soul kind of thing uh, when you're dealing with arts, if it's music, if you listen to the podcast, um, uh, if you listen to our podcast, the Patreon one that you have to pay for, <laughs> I talk about music a little bit more. Um, but um, yeah, it's um, it was pretty amazing. A um, couple of hiccups, things that we've learned. We always learn. Uh, we try to make things a little easier uh, for all the artists to, to drop off their figures. So every year we'll, we'll improve those. So do the surveys if you entered so that you can tell us what kind of things you saw that you would like to see us improve upon um besides cases but you can add that in there also um and uh yeah that's about it um i don't even know what else i could talk about because there's so much that happened in those three or four days um the another tidbit was nearly half of all the entries came in on thursday which is the first day that we're open so i do a forecast of how how many entries we get in per day and I try to even that out and to come up with staff. And usually it's on the tail end. You know, we expect traditionally uh, Friday night into Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon for people to show up from coming out of town. Uh, and those last minute painters trying to uh, tidy up any pieces that, um, and push those out uh, in the late afternoon. 
very few of those on Saturday, mostly with Saturday morning into the afternoon, but it was, it dried up by late afternoon. We didn't have many Thursday though. It was all stinking day, which was the lightest day that I planned for. That was, I'm not going to say stressful, but we wanted to make sure that we got everybody's pieces out. Um, I think uh, the team did a pretty good job getting them, getting all of them out. Just wasn't expecting so many people. And I've never seen lines of people with miniatures, um, which is cool. But at the same time, it's something we're going to work on. We don't want people to be standing in line with all their figures for a while. Um, so maybe there's another way that we can approach that. Um, Give me more table space and stuff like that. But operationally, it went pretty well uh, all the way up until the ceremony itself. Uh, we need to work on more room <laughs> because they gave us a good size room, which is bigger than what we had last year. Um, but we still filled it up and there's a lot of people that were outside um, that couldn't hear um, uh, the, the ceremonies that were going on. So. So congrats to all of our winners. You can find those on uh, all of our social media for Nova Open and Capital Palette. You can find all their names. And if you haven't seen, maybe your name is on there also because there's quite a few people who have not picked up their awards yet. And that's enough talking for me right now because I'm exhausted. Deb, um, why don't you tell us about your experience at uh, Nova for your classes? Yeah, I uh, so after... Wednesday, Wednesday, I was still kind of helping out a little bit with the capital palette stuff. And then I started um, moving over to what I was, you know, primarily there for, which was teaching painting classes. Um, Thursday, um, my kind of mentor in the miniature painting side of things, Caleb Wissenbach, had sent up a, a call for some extra volunteers to help out with some of the Games Workshop classes and uh, Thursday and Friday. So I didn't have anything else on on my Thursday calendar, so I um, stepped in and helped uh, Caleb and and OG Wilhan, uh, West Coast Wilhan, of um, with their classes uh, for Games Workshop, helping them, you know, uh, clean up and and turn around the room between classes. Uh, so that was that was a good chunk of my Thursday, just kind of hopping in and out there and hanging out with a few different folks that I hadn't seen in forever. Got to spend a bit of time with uh, Vince and with um, uh, Sam Lenz as well, who I, you know, I've, I've done class stuff with both of them in the past. Um, and then Friday is when it kind of got a bit crazy for me. So my, uh, the, the only class that I was actually taking was that morning. It was a, Oh, let me count how long this is. Six hour, six hour class in painting cast shadows with uh, the the legendary Eric Swinson. Um, it was a really, really valuable class. Um, it it was an opportunity to kind of practice uh, painting, get back into things. I haven't been painting to high standards much this year. I've been taking on a lot of commissions for various things. Uh, but it also kind of taught me a few ways of thinking that I'd not really had before. And it was an opportunity to get uh, feedback from uh, from Eric Swenson firsthand, which was hugely valuable. So that was the big class that I wanted to take at Nova, and I, I enjoyed it a great deal. Um, and then had a couple hours break before uh, hitting... Um, 
my first painting class that evening, uh, which was a um, introduction to freehand class that I've taught at a few other conventions before. Um, I think this was possibly the most successful instance of this class that I've taught. Um, the students really got it. I, I t changed a couple of things. I made it a little less rigid in structure. Um, but uh, yeah, the students really came out with some great stuff. One of my students who was super ambitious with what they were wanting to do um, didn't get very far during the class itself, but then sought me out later on in the weekend and, and had progressed it even further. And it was looking fantastic, really like recreating the the source art that he was uh, trying to reproduce. And it just, it looked phenomenal. Um, Saturday, I had another couple of classes to teach in the morning. Um, my ethnic skin tones class, which I've, I've done a, a number of times and then a, a painting leather class using um, both of those using uh, models that um, Parabellum War Games, the creators of Conquest Miniatures had kindly provided for me. Um, and those were great. I Having, having uh, a company like that support you and provide models was huge. And, and Reaper has been great for me in the past and, and Conquest was great for me for this convention for that. Um, also like the, the classrooms themselves were kitted out so well that I was really spoiled. I'd come from, uh, Gen Con where Gen Con has got a, like, bring everything that you need yourself kind of approach to things. Um, Nova Open has got everything dialed in. Everything is provided. Paper towels. Um, you know, uh, hairdryer even, right? Like I'm used to just stealing the hairdryer out of the hotel room whenever I'm teaching classes just so that I have something to dry off models so that I can teach a bit quicker and can kind of go from one stage to the next. Everything was thought of, everything was there. And Monument Hobbies had provided like a full line of Procryl to every classroom, which was just invaluable uh, for, for teaching these classes. And making sure that students had had access to paints and 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 the like um and and tim and his team in turning around the classrooms between classes for for the regular um, painters was just fantastic he th that that whole team did a great job yeah uh, so um i'm gonna jump on that one really quick so Tim is the lead for hobby haven so those that have been to hobby haven in the past um uh, Army Painter is still a sponsor, so we we want to say thanks to them for uh, for providing all the paints that everybody was able to use. Uh, but I said originally, when when you give this space, um, it fills up, and without a doubt, Hobby Haven was the most happening place going on. It was insane. It was always packed, and I think we have what. 20 or 30 tables with our sections 20, maybe 20 with uh, four seats each. Those were all busy all the time. There were a couple airbrush stations. Um, so you can do some quick, uh, you know, airbrushing if you need to, or um, do some basing. Um, but he kept that place running pretty, pretty well, if not perfect. Um, but we filled it up and that's what we wanted. We wanted people to uh, take classes when they want it to, when they aren't taking classes or playing games, they have a place where they can be with other 
artist and hobbyist and just have a place to chill and paint. Um, we have that also. And then if you want to be competitive, you have a place to go and submit your, your figures for not competition. And that's the part of the community that we wanted to hit. And uh, Nova Open really supported us a lot with building that over the last year. Um, and I think uh, that was definitely a success. And, you know, even now, uh, it's, it didn't take but the next day for us to start planning what kind of improvements and what kind of things that we needed to make this better for next year also. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, the classrooms. Now, I'm kind of curious. Now, I've heard a couple of things, Dev, um, about the classrooms and light. Um, because some people were like, natural light is good and natural light isn't good. And I'm just curious as, as, a, as an instructor, how you felt, if even used the natural light, because we have natural light classrooms. So um, first and foremost, um, natural light was a big part of what Eric was teaching in his, his six hour class. And he used it excellently. And it was, Oh, cool. For okay. Um, for my classes, I'm, I, for me personally, I love natural light. I love painting in natural light. One of the best things about Hobby Haven was it was right along this corridor with just sheer glass walls. So it just had phenomenal light for a huge portion of the day, uh, which mm -hmm. really made painting easy. In the classrooms, I think classrooms at most every convention, people complain about the light situation. Um, and I think that was true uh, to an extent at Nova as well. There, there were some table lights, but not not enough. Um, fortunately, the instructors were, were well kitted out. Um, but in terms of opening the curtains, it's a problem for me in a class environment because I'm often relying on a projector or a screen that I want to be okay. visible to the students. And if I, if I open up curtains and stuff, especially as they're often backlit, like they would have been at Nova, that's going to wash out like anything that's, that's on screen and make it harder for the students. Um, okay. But, you know, I think, if you if you can give students desk lights it's really hard right like i mean that's a huge expense and it's a lot of logistics to get them set up and stuff but it does give a more controlled environment and i think you know when you are potentially moving uh rooms or uh you know if not all the rooms are in the same kind of lighting environment uh it controls for those variables in a in a much better way yeah. And, uh, that's certain, you know, that is definitely something that's come up a couple of times. Um, you know, when you go to other conventions there, I think they're in the same boat where they don't provide lights, uh, yep. or if they do have lights, they're, um, probably not as vibrant as ones that we would have at, at our homes to paint. Um, yep. so it's also like a really fascinating thing that as a, as a teacher, you instantly know the people who are really, really serious about painting because no matter where it is, whether it's a weekend class or a convention, with or without prompting, they will rock up with their own supplies. And that means that they're a serious painter. But it, then a lot of them will have like the the light, the lamp, the hairdryer, the extension cord, right? Like those three things, they're the ones that tell you that this is somebody who goes to a lot of painting classes. You know, it's it's an interesting little segue because we could use it to talk a little bit about the Reaper stuff too. Because I actually went a little bit of a different route than I went the year before. 
Um, this year I taught the year before I taught four basing classes and then, uh, with no five basing classes. And then with, I was your Vanna white and that airbrush demo, uh, that wasn't supposed to be a demo, but it was a demo, um, with dev. But, uh, this year I did two basing jungle and ruins and, uh, maybe my last ones of basing cause traveling with that tub of basing materials was something else. Um, and then I taught uh, an edge highlighting and black lining class and then how to paint tiny text class. And uh, the basing classes actually turned out wonderfully. I really enjoy doing them. That's what the struggle is. They're a lot of fun to do, but um, there's it's a lot of materials to bring with me. And it is something that, you know, that, 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 that's kind of most of the materials are kind of out of pocket costs. Uh, and for a convention where you, you don't get paid to teach, but they co compensate you uh, for your travel um, and your hotel room, then, you know, it, it, it starts being kind of rough when, you, when, when you're going, dipping in your own pocket in that sense. Anyways, but um, the fun thing was both of the basing classes were after lunch. And everybody was really engaged. They, you know, they had good, full stomachs and were really into it. And we had a lot of fun, uh, kind of sped through my presentation just because everybody wanted to get their hands dirty. And then I opened the buffet of basic material. And this year, um, I was able to have a, just boxes and boxes of, of material from 3D prints and stuff that they could all add and stuff that they could play with, which was very cool. Um, the text and the black lining edge highlighting class were actually a huge challenge because it's the first time I've ever tried to paint on camera. Um, and at Rebercon, the way they have the, the stuff set up, you can't see yourself on the camera. And even when I was trying to use like an X to mark where I was supposed to be, to be on camera, um, the cameras aren't particularly good. Um, they're hard to pick up some colors. And I made, um, after talking with a bunch of people, uh, about colors for um, my edge highlighting class, I seem to get, and there's finding out more and more of uh, people who suffer from color deficiencies, uh, visual color deficiencies uh, in our hobby. Actually, it's interesting seeing that on different forums, more and more people talking about how uh, they're impacted by uh, color blindness or um, a various other things. And so I'm asking people what colors I should use and blue grays was what I kind of landed on. Um, but prime the miniatures black and then painted a dark blue gray over it and just could never really get it to brighten no matter how many layers of like the midtone and the first highlight putting on there. So, um, lesson learned, I'm going to use different colors in the future, but the class actually, uh, turned out really well. It was one I was most nervous with because I had zero form of a presentation. It was all hand on the screen, dem demonstrating, etc. So, um, and I think people kind of got what I was laying down. The tiny text one was fun because I think people were very confused by what I was doing. The first half of the class is done all on a piece of paper and it's all practicing writing your name, practice writing, creating geometric shapes, 
and then learning about how much pressure to use on your brush and holding your brush properly, et cetera. And, you know, a lot of people have that death grip on the ferrule when they want to paint tiny things and didn't realize how much more control they have use painting from your wrist instead of your fingers um, and such along those lines. And so that was a lot of fun. Um, I saw a lot of light bulbs go off, like they go on when we started, when we switched from the paper to the book and they're kind of like, Oh, this makes sense as to why you were doing this. And so I think, uh, we might've started off on the curve, but everybody kind of followed along with me, which was good. Um, and I learned, I, I, it was fun. I had a bunch of great conversations with the students after the class, um, about what things I could add to it and what they got out of it and stuff. And so, um, the classes went over very, very well. I am really glad that I, um, did not, whatchamacallit, um, I did not try to do too many, uh, like last year I did, I ended up doing six this year. I only ended up doing four and I tried to stay at my table as much as possible. Um, and I was much better at it this year than, than in the past. I can't paint at a convention. I have to figure out how to do that. Um, I, I see everybody, all these people sitting at their t artist table painting and I'm diddling my thumbs going, you know, um, I have the palette out, I have everything out there, but I can't seem to focus on actually laying paint on a model. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm Dan at a convention, you know, like I can't paint ever. Um, is he even still there? <laughs> um, I hear you. So it was, it was cool. I, didn't get any painting um, done I actually sat either. next to, uh, my roommate, Michael Kleiman. Um, and then on the other side was Michelle Farnsworth. So we had Michelle, Michael, Michael, um, in a row, which was great. And then on the other side of me, I had a lot of fun, uh, busting on chibis because you had G Kim was sitting next to me. And so it was just constantly, uh, and I, I know that there was some text back and forth between Kevin and <laughs> about my chibi busting. <laughs> Man, you, you just have no appreciation for true art. That's what it is. Well, I mean, the guy put a down, one of the guy, uh, people put a model in front of me and he's like, well, I, you know, I could use some feedback, you know, be raw, you know, tell me what. I said, well, first you painted a chibi. That's my first critique. <laughs> and Man, the, you know, it's better from a vampire hunter D fan, you know? Hmm. You know, I mean, come on. There, there's a reason why I like it because they, they don't like the anime thing. So um, that's why you don't see any of that in either Bloodlust or in the original Vampire Hunter movie or any of the manga done. None of that crazy. Yeah, but it, 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 it. doesn't happen. Not in Vampire Hunter D ever. Um, but it was just funny, like hearing the growls and the I'm texting Dev. And <laughs> <laughs> sit next to me so that was pretty funny i don't I, honestly i don't paint chibis but if you want to paint chibis go for it have fun you know i i don't critique pe what people paint per se um except i do I, I i am starting to subscribe and i have to totally give credit to this quote uh from eric which is life's too short to paint shitty sculpts um and I can't argue with that. You know, there, 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 there are a lot of really good sculpts out there. So paint good ones. 
Um, and there are some that are better chibis than others. I mean, even in the and, yeah, you know, the, I was really surprised because uh, I'm not I'm not much of a fan of them either. I'm just kind of indifferent. Um, but I think they've come a long way, and I've I saw quite a few of them. And we didn't get that many of them. But the ones that I had seen were really awesome sculpts, and mm-hmm. they weren't really like, yeah, they were chibis, but they didn't have that feel to them. Um, but they they were really they were really good sculpts, and uh, I did like the way that they were painted up stuff. So. Uh, they yeah, ReaperCon's lousy up. with them because Reaper makes chibis and also Midnight Heroes was sponsoring an award, which is also a big chibi manufacturer. Shall make chibis too? Chibis. Yeah, the, yeah, the uh, No Bananas today that I did is a uh, bombshell sculpt. Oh, that's right. That's right. They do such awesome sculpts. I, I would love to meet those guys at some point. They do such good stuff. And you should show up to ReaperCon. They're there every year. Yeah, I know. Or maybe we can get them to Nova because they're not going to let me go anytime soon. <laughs> you just got to well, try harder to get yourself fired, man. <laughs> maybe the, if someone the other just, thing, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there. Easier. They haven't announced the ReaperCon 2024 date. So I don't know what's up with that. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to look into it very much until we hear dates, but. Um, right now I got to stick with Nova. I got to, you know, help them out with their stuff until I can get somebody trained up to take over for me. I, I definitely hope that they, uh, they shift that date. Cause I, I would, I'd love to be at both. I think, uh, you know, they're, they're two of my favorite conventions the entire year along with Gen Con. And, and the fact that I can't do both of them any, any given year is, is a killer. Um, yeah. I also, yeah, I would like to go too, but. Yeah, you know, I just weekends. worry a little bit that ReaperCon may not may not be happening again. That's my big concern. I don't know. You know, I think I think it would be really hard for them not to do it. It is just it's entry wise, painting wise, they're larger than they've ever been. They had over twelve hundred entries. Um, they're they're. Uh, admit, admissions was low. Still, they're still coming back from COVID. Um, they haven't hit o- over the four thousand mark yet, like they had, I guess, before COVID. But they're getting closer and closer every year. Um, so it's uh, and it's interesting because I don't think population wise they're that big of competitors. Right. It's a definitely they're different. They're different feels or different vibes for it. And they're the the bulk of ReaperCon is RPG players. Right. And so and the bulk of Nova Open is tabletop gamers. And so uh, maybe in some of the artist areas you have um, people who've done ReaperCon now want to go to Nova Open and try try it out, which I know I know at least five painters that were at ReaperCon last year that did that this year and went to Nova open instead. Um, but you know, it's, they're just two different, very different flavors. Um, it just depends on what, what you like, you know what I mean? And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear about the hobby Haven at the Nova open is expanding. Cause that was one of the big, big critiques I had of the Nova open was that, literally what would happen is they'd have that tiny area and then Wednesday night 
three of the tables would be gone because people would go dump all their gaming stuff on top of these tables and you'd lose over half the hobby haven to people that were barely even in there. They just decided that's where they were camping out. Um, and so, yeah, that yeah. was and now. And now the campers that we have are painters. Right. And that's what we wanted. We wanted, again, we wanted a place where the painters can go hang out and just do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I said, Tim and his crew had done a fantastic job with, uh, with getting that, that place all straightened up and, um, and for Novo giving us all that extra space and believing that uh, the art community is a pretty powerful force. And right. as long as we're feeding it, it will grow. And I'm going to have to, I didn't do it this year. I really, I thought about it and totally forgot if I, if, if I fortune has it that I can go back to ReaperCon next year. Um, I'm going to take a video walkthrough and show you the main area where people paint. Um, it's, it's a, it's crazy that, I mean, people bring their entire paint stations and huge shout out Jason craze. If you're listening to this, man, I will have to tell you, I saw at least 25 go bags. Like people, people love those Evo go bags. Oh, damn it. I still need to order mine. (laughs) I don't know. I think, you know, one of the things that would be awesome is this <laughs> three fell off the truck from Jason and just <laughs> showed up at three different locations. Yeah, um, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, and actually, you know what? I just, I just got um, a shipment today from Monument. I, I bought their metals and uh, Dark Sea Ben because I'm almost out of Dark Sea Blue from Vallejo. So I, I wish you told me, man, I was, I, I could have just shipped you the, the metals that I have. Or you could well, just come down to Fredericksburg and just got them. Well, I, I just, I needed them for, I'm actually going to enter at the end of this month, a historical bust into our NCMS S competition, which by the way, just for listeners out there, uh, our Patreons out there, there is another example of where we will be sponsoring something at a painting contest. We're sponsoring the best bust category. Uh, of course we are. <laughs> Dan likes to say the word bust and use the line from Naked Gun. You call that a bust. This is a bust. <laughs> Which I think I butchered that line. but um, Yeah, I'm not going to penalize you for that. That was a good thought. Yeah. <laughs> so that's now that another... I think about it, yeah. Yeah, actually that, was, yeah, that wasn't planned or anything. I think no. we were trying to do for we were trying to do the uh, sci-fi hobby one or the sci-fi fantasy and they were taken already. So we're like, oh, and I think actually the top one was the bust. So we're like, oh, those actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like Mike said, that we'll be sponsoring those. We'll have some some simple prizes, and I think they get a certificate, and then I guess uh, the regular. Um, plaque or whatever it is so. we can give them some swag in a bag too. like give them like some stickers and some dice and uh, yeah i can, I, I can print yeah. out uh, a mini if you want yeah i mean yeah. but we'll have yeah we'll ha- we'll have some stuff people will be jealous that they have so much we have so much stuff that i hand out right exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a bust if you want to use it that I will never paint too. So I'll take a look at it and see what it is. I do have an idea for one. Um, so um, 
yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. Actually, we'll talk tomorrow since we're supposed to run into each other. Right? Tomorrow. Yeah, I'll just show you. I'll show you it tomorrow. So, so a, a few other kind of parting things on, on Reapercon. Um, first, it was a bit of a different vibe this year, and I think part of that is due to Ed Pugh's passing. Um, and I know Ed was a huge driving factor behind Reapercon, and so the first one after his passing, I think uh, people were missing him. Um, the second thing is they had something that had never happened in the history of Reapercon, in that um, small miniatures were stolen off of the artist alley tables. Um, and a lot of people have the vibe that it was a kid um, because it was like small animals, small, like a lot of small stuff. Um, it could be. It's a shame. Um, like, I kid you not, the year before, somebody put a 20 on their table and said, watch, it'll still be here tomorrow. And it certainly was. Nobody, typically nobody touches stuff. Um, and so that was, that that put a little bit of a pail on it. And the sad part is, it happened again. Like, that. there was one thing of theft that happened, and then it happened again during the awards ceremony Somebody had that, that, that whoever it was had the gall while people had their backs away from Artis Alley to go in and take more miniatures. So, yeah, it just, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty, that's pretty bad actually. Yeah. You know, and I, I, it's, it's, it's not typical and I don't think uh, the community at Reaper, they handled it as right as they could, you know what I mean? They're they went through security footage. And, um, I would imagine there are actually cameras in that area. So, um, they probably know who did it, you know what I mean? Um, and that's, what are you going to do? You know, that's stuff happens and you just got to move on. You know what I mean? And, you know, for me, it was tough. My vibe started tough because I had to shake the whole TSA thing then you know kind of through you know it was just it was just different it was still i had a great time i have no you know i i would have no qualms about returning um enjoyed myself got to see a lot of great people uh got to spend some time with aaron lovejoy and michael proctor um and it was just and got to meet a lot of people come a lot of people come to the table uh, still, even with my 15 hour gaming piece, managed to grab a, a silver with throwing it in. So um, I didn't walk away empty handed from the painting contest. So that was pretty cool. Um, it was also a different world for me judging. Um, the realization, I had a lot of realizations from it um, in kind of contrast to the Nova Open, uh, which where you had only three teams are judging one set of teams judging each category reaper does that for the most part except in painters because the bulk of their 1200 entries 840 plus were in the painters division so they break that up into teams alphabetically and so i judged with um Aaron Harmon and I, uh, uh, Sue W, I'll say, because I'll butcher her last name. I think she paints for Dark Sword uh, quite a bit. Uh, and we did P through S where it was our Larry, which just happened to be the largest segment of painters, which was also great for the newbie um, judge. Part of the lesson to me through all this 
when this is actually kind of in the end of where I was going is I think I've kind of want like seeing the differences between the two, seeing the behind the curtain of judging at a major convention like ReaperCon has kind of, I don't want to say taken the competitive drive away from me because I do want to improve, but it's kind of demystified competitive painting to me to a degree. Like it's not, I'm no longer paint like everything I'm painting right now, personal projects. I, I don't even have a competition in mind anymore for them. Like where they're going to be, what I'm going to do it for, et cetera. I mean, like, I, I don't know. It kind of like changed my perspective on the value that I put on the painting competition results. There we go. That's what, it, that's where I kind of meant to say. I'm still going to enter painting competitions. I'm going to want to do well, but the value of those results aren't as important anymore because I understand the nature a little bit more of how decisions or judging is done, seeing the differences in the two conventions. I think I've been able to put expectations away. And so I'm actually hoping that this is a positive step in my painting journey. I, I think you and I kind of had this discussion a little before you, you left for Reapercon as well, right? Because I know how long you've you've wanted to get that Vampire Hunter D piece finished and, and done, right? Like, I mean, you know, this is the second print of the model. It's uh, fourth, fourth, fourth print of... Oh, Jesus Christ. All right fourth print of the model and and you 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 know you're still cranking away at it and it felt like you know seeing you when i arrived like you weren't actually painting it because you were enjoying painting it anymore you were painting it because it needed to be painted for ReaperCon. and i like i've had that experience i've had that feeling and it sucks the joy out of painting so so quickly and I'm so glad, especially after everything that happened at TSA, I'm so glad you didn't take that piece with you because I don't know what would have happened if, if you tried to repair that piece. I think you'd have lost your mind. No, they would have killed me at the TSA check-in. Yeah. They would have, they would have shot me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, trying to find the joy in painting is way more important than trying to find the medal. And, and, I think that that can get lost really easily. Mm -hmm. Now we need to get Dan back on the joy painting train. Or any painting. Any he doesn't painting. Have well, even if he hate painting. Paint. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th I think we're all in the agreement that, um, that, that painting is supposed to invoke, you know, the stress relief is supposed to give you positive emotions and things like that, um, where being competitive definitely takes those away. And you really need to find out what is your what is your goal in this? Are you painting because you enjoy the painting or are you painting because you want medals to put on your wall? Um, I mean, I don't have much more than on ReaperCon. I had a great time. The Youth Award was awesome. The classes were amazing. All of the people were amazing. Um, would I do it again? Of course. You know, I don't know if I will be able to this year or not, um, given the nature of my schedule and around Labor Day this coming up year. But uh, 
I may be at the Nova with you guys if if that's the case. You know, yeah. wife trip, kids having two kids in college. Oh. We'll see what comes. Yeah, we'll see what comes. I, exactly. I just I desperately hope Reaper happens. Preferably mm-hmm. not on Labor Day weekend, but whenever it right. happens, I hope it happens. All right. And then looking forward, you know, we got to start planning our trip to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I've already started on my piece for um, Resin Beast. Nice. Nice. Me too. I started a couple of months ago, I think. Yes, on your Last chicken. Month. A couple <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that's the only piece I have, so. <laughs> no, that's not true. You have the night as well because you got it in the swag bag. And, uh, yeah, oh. in, in the. Oh, yeah. I guess you I did? have to go look at my swag bag. Yeah. Yeah. I had that realization when I was, I, I didn't um, buy any miniatures. So like, there'll be like 20 of them next year. <laughs> well, I didn't buy any, uh, like I bought miniatures through Reaper's store for the class, for my edge highlighting class. I did not for the basing class. I literally took the boxes from bones and other, and had the realization that I had three swag bags. I had two Reaper con and the Adepticon swag bag that I had not touched since returning mm-hmm. from those particular conventions. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck it. I just threw those all in a box and I brought it and I said, Hey, if you want a mini for this class to use as a footprint, go right ahead. And so I was able to get rid of a ton of miniatures <laughs> that were just never going to get painted. Exactly. And so any parting thoughts for Nova open for you guys? It was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was exhausting. I, I can't yeah. that so wiped. Yeah, it was, I think working, working is definitely different than, than playing. Um, I mean, it was definitely fun. I, I super enjoyed it. Um, I, I'm not going to say there was a different vibe, but there was something different in the air because it was a new place and everything wasn't so centrally located that you really had to go and seek out all the other sections because it's so freaking vast. Um, and um, so that did, that changed the dynamics just a little bit, um, but we were able to cram more people in there. So that's what we want it. We want more people to be there so we can grow some more. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, that's, that's always the way it is with the convention when it moves mm-hmm. locations, you know what I mean? You're going to have that first year of trying to figure out where the hell everything goes. Oh yeah. And so, but even at the Hilton or at the, in the crystal city, they were split between multiple hotels and people didn't know where the hell to go either. So, you know, well, exactly. at least it's, I mean, yeah, yeah, at least it's in one location now. It's just different mm-hmm. floors the size of the hotels. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, no, that's great. Congratulations, guys. It sounds like the Capital Palette was a massive success. I think so. I think I think it went pretty well. And we look forward to, to next year mm-hmm. um, with our seminars, the Hobby Haven, new games. Hopefully we get more Battletech because we always need more Battletech. Um, Is that like Cowbell? Yeah, more, uh, more and more interesting and uh, different classes uh, for our seminars. I think that's always a joy of um, seeing different people come out and give these classes. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's always some growth and there's always some cool stuff 
and uh, the board does some really interesting stuff for us. So definitely looking forward to next year. Yeah. And again, we're everybody keep your fingers crossed there on different dates and we can all enjoy both, you know? Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Maybe if, if, then, if they yeah. are on a different date, the three of us can do a podcasting class. At that that'd good. That'd yeah. And then we, do we could just go and be like, hey, people want to learn how to podcast. So so do we. And so who's teaching the class? <laughs> well, we could always sign up for something at Depticon, right? Oh, no. I don't think I would ever want to try to teach at Adepticon. I, I understand it's nothing. I don't think my... social hindrances and my the way I operate would be able to function at Adepticon teaching. Um, I was able to get it together this year better than I did the year before. Uh, I had to because I didn't have Dev with me, uh, keeping me in line. Um, but I, uh, yeah, that was, I think the stress level of the teaching at ReaperCon is about as high as I could go. I think the stress level at Adepticon is probably much, much higher. I can't even imagine what they go through. And I understand uh, the ultimate stressor is <laughs> Gen Con because you're like in like what, 13 different hotels and a stadium and <laughs> a convention center and you could have one class in the stadium and then your next class could be in the other side of the convention center, which is almost a mile away. I have to say, if you're there for painting classes, it's not a problem because oh. all of the painting stuff is just in one area. Oh, like, that's good. Okay. Yeah, it's it's super, super simple. If you're wanting to do, you know, True Dungeon or an RPG or you're wanting to play a board game or you're wanting to visit the trade hall, you're screwed, right? Like you're, you're going to, it's massive, right? It's, it's just enormous. But the painting section is all just in, in one little area. If you want to do a speed paint, if you want to do just an open paint, if you want to take classes, it's, it's all in that same area. No stress. It may be three miles from your hotel, but it's all in one area. You'd have to put air tags on Dan and I. <laughs> like, where are these two? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it'd be that. It's gonna be that way at Adepticon anyway. We'll be off running around doing something or being. Well, lost. it's all in one building, though. At least at Adepticon. Yeah, we are in one building, but I don't know how long it took for us to find each other when we we're trying to find each other before. <laughs> Even even for the size that it was, yeah. that's true. At least you know, like as the con went on, it was easier to find you because you were just in the BattleTech area. Yeah, <laughs> and I think yeah, once you're in a location long enough, you start to understand like where things are and like what are the shortcuts to get from this place to that place. That makes mm -hmm. a big difference. Also, it'll be much mm -hmm. easier next year. It will be for sure, and you know, I mean. Thanks, guys, for kind of sharing your thoughts on uh, on your experiences at Nova Open. It sounds like I said before. Congrats on a great show. Um, I mean, six hundred and sixty entry. Like, wasn't it six 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 at one point? Uh, there was a couple minutes where we had that, and then it, uh, it signs of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like uh, we we sounds like we need to have Jason back on the show, though. Uh, we should. Um, I got to spend an awful lot of time with him because he was right there with us. He had his little 
paint bar where he just would hang out and just paint and people would come up and they would just talk and shoot the breeze. So I was able to spend some time with him there. Um, and that was a lot of fun. So I'd love to get Jordan on as well from Monument. I mean, I'm both on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. And I will tell you this. I spent all of 15 minutes in the vendor hall at ReaperCon. I, I was the same way at, at the vendor hall in Nova. I, I, I think the only time I went in was to uh, reach out to Mark from Goblin Hut because I, I wanted to say hi to him. Uh, and, and that was about it. Like I was, that was, that was my, the sum total of my time in, in the vendor hall. Right. Yeah. And I went in with JT Stark. I think you met JT last year. He's a streamer from uh, Northern Canada. Okay. And it's like, yeah. it's like a full day trip here, like in the air or something. It's something ridiculous to go from there to, to ReaperCon. Yeah. Um, and so I went into the Reaper, the vendor hall with him. I got to spend a lot of good time with him and his wife this year too. It was great. Nice. Um, and then, um, and I can't, oh, I'm going to kill myself because I cannot remember. Ben was his name. I cannot remember his wife's name. I'm a jerk. Um, and you know, they, they, they were just, there were groups that I got to meet uh, next year. If they're, if ReaperCon, if I am able to go, there's a guy named John from New York, um, who he and I have gotten into the habit of, instead of saying hello, flicking each other off. Um, it's really kind of funny. Um, I got him amazingly well this time that like, uh, we were in a group talking and then I had to go in and get ready for a class and I committed to the door and I opened it and I was, Oh crap, John, you dropped something like and totally committed to the whole and ran over. And of course it, you know, it was my middle finger on the floor and he, and he's like, it, it took him a minute. He's like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> damn it. He got me. <laughs> so, uh, but he got me, he got me as, as good as I gave, I gave it. So, um, and I think it's war. He runs Warforged Miniatures or something. I think that's the name of his company. Um, but yeah, it was a wonderful time. And so, you know, if you've never been to ReaperCon or Nova Open, you should do one of them. Uh, it'll be awesome. You know, I, I will say the the one thing is to continually learn and keep your mind open on your journey to become a better, braver, happier painter. Solid advice. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. A special shout out to our Patreons. Thank you very much for your support. And if all you others are inclined to do so, we'd love to have you as a Patreon also. Check out our link tree in the show notes for all our quick links. Email us at listening to paint dry at gmail.com. Tell us what you're working on or what cons you've been to or how you're doing. We'd love to hear from you. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Listening to Paint Dry. We're also on X at Dry Listening. Like, subscribe, or follow us wherever you get your podcast. If you could also leave us a good review, we'd appreciate that. We'll be back soon with another riveting episode of Listening to Paint Dry. Listening to Paint Drive is a production of LTPDWMD. All rights reserved. No portion of this recording may be used without the express written consent of the host. The music is Death by a Thousand Questions by Springtide. 
Download from the free music archive on a non-commercial attribution share alike basis. All views and opinions expressed in the show are solely the views and opinions of the person who said them. All celebrity voices, if any, were impersonated and done so poorly.